0: Caution, the Mark Hunger Show contains adult content intended for an adult audience. And, besides that, he's really weird. Welcome to the mark gunger show with international marriage speaker and author of laugh your way to a better marriage mark gunger this is your source for practical down-to-earth marriage advice without all the over-spiritualization or romantic nonsense and now the host of the mark gunger show mark gunger
1: And the crowd goes wild with delirious joy. They've joined the Mark Gunger Show, the show that deals with all things concerning.
2: Mowage.
1: Mowage. Indeed, I'm your host, the one, the only Mark Gunger. Joining me as always, the very lovely and charming Diane Briley with a pile of papers over there. And of course, the incredible Philip James Gunger, engineering the show as always, the very talented, but eerily creepy Timothy Robert Ray, pushing buttons, twisting knobs, and trying to stay awake during this incomprehensibly boring program. This is the show that handles your marital challenges, relational conundrums, and dating dilemmas that you can email to us at askask at markgungor.com. Here's how the show works. You can send us an email about anything and remain totally anonymous. We in turn then are brutally honest. This is the show of brutal honesty. While everyone in the world tries to filter everything they say to others through the filter of feelings, how will it be felt, how will it be received, bloody stinking, blah, blah, blah. We don't care about your feelings, all right? This is the show where feelings are not taken into account. So if you're uberly sensitive, don't email us. This is how the show works. Uh, If we like what you have to say, we will celebrate you and encourage you. If we don't like what you have to say, we will castigate you. Three versions of castigation on the show. One is if we think you need to break out of your delusions, we will stick your head in the toilet, flush it, and give you a swirly. Water swirling around your head hopefully will knock you out of your nonsense. If we think you're crazy, you'll get the goat button. <laughs> and nobody knows why it's a goat. And if you blather on too long, we hate long, long emails. Some people write it's like war and peace. Yes. Really long emails. <laughs> you get the chicken for blathering too much. Keep it to the point, people. You get all three buttons, you're officially crazy. What do you got?
2: Okay, this is an interesting little story. A man was charged with using a stun gun on his wife after a football bet.
1: I
3: read about this. Mm-hmm. Or I heard about it. So I'm talking it about.
2: Seems about right, doesn't seems it? Seems reasonable. It was a bet over our beloved Green Bay Packers and the <laughs> Chicago Bears game. It was not a uh, not a Wisconsin couple. It was a couple from Illinois. They were truck drivers. It's apparently those through the Illinois people. It's those
1: Illinois people. They're a little crazy.
2: They were driving through Wisconsin. <laughs> she, the wife, was a Packer fan. The husband was the Bear fan. And they had a wager. You know, that thing. Go ahead.
1: That thing you get on. Is, it's like the kind of thing that, you know, in a movie, and they're trying to find the secret stone that has all mm-hmm. these powers.
2: Well, I got the powers, it's and I got the secret stones. It's very Mayan. It's very
1: Mayan, yes. Okay. You don't sacrifice goats or anything no, I at don't. the moon. Okay, all right.
2: No, no. Some Mayan good people temples died to or anything get that like for
1: that. you, though, yeah. I bet. Okay, so they got mad about the, they had a bet. They had
2: a bet uh, on the football game, okay? So before the game, the wife was the avowed Packers fan, and they made a bet about who would win, apparently, and if she lost, she was going to allow him, she agreed to this, allow him to use a stun gun on her for three seconds, (laughs) according to the criminal complaint. Okay,
1: so the criminal complaint, actually, she acknowledges that I said he could do this to me.
2: Yes, yep. So right. he, the husband, found himself in court the next day after allegedly making good on the bet. Right. He was charged with, not actually charged for stun gunning her. He was charged with possession of the stun gun because you can't have them in Wisconsin. Was it, you, it done in Wisconsin? This, yeah, it was done in Wisconsin. In They're Wisconsin, Illinois, you can't have a stun gun?
1: Really? <laughs> well, that's discouraging. I want one.
2: Oh, uh-huh.
1: if <laughs> you have a concealed carry permit, you can do it.
2: It says he was charged with possession of an electronic weapon. Is what he was charged with. Could face up to six years in prison. Do you want to spend six years in prison, Mark?
1: Oh, it's absurd! Six years in prison. She was the idiot. She said he
2: could do it. She did. All right. So the police received a call about twelve forty a.m. from a woman asking for a police officer to meet her at Dan's Kingpin Kingpin Bowling Center. The woman told officer that her husband used the stun gun on her while standing in the alley next to the bar that evening. The woman appeared to be. In
1: <laughs> <laughs> she, she appeared to be intoxicated.
2: It appeared to be intoxicated. Uh, I think everyone
1: involved in this story appears yes. to be intoxicated to me.
2: He used the stun gun twice on her buttocks. Oh wait a minute! It was supposed to be once. I know. Is that why she I, got mad? She I don't know. She was quite inebriated. Twice on her, and a third time on her thigh, causing burn marks, apparently. Oh, now that's cheating. The bed <laughs> was for one for zap. Three, it was for one zap, three seconds. He must have been. Or maybe
3: three zaps for
1: one three second. Three zaps for one I second. Maybe he
2: thought maybe. he could
1: cumulatively add it up.
2: He was having too much fun with it, Apparently. <laughs>
1: So what idiot
2: no, takes a says stun
1: gun to his wife? Yeah, because Even she if you said, win the bet. I mean, what a moron.
2: He said the wife even sent a text message to her son saying that if the Packers lost to the Bears, she would allow him to use the stun gun on her. The, the man showed the police the woman's cell phone containing the text as well as the video in which she appears to be laughing as the stun gun is being used on her.
3: And to the husband's defense... <laughs> As the, if this is bears, defendable. The Bears don't win a lot. This is true. This is true. So, the Bears really yeah. bite. So we so finally this do true. beat the Packers, even though... We it, almost always it's beat the Bears.
2: Yeah. <laughs> she said she didn't think her husband would actually use the gun on her. Well, then why is
1: she laughing the first time?
2: <laughs> I... They were intoxicated. Uh, they there is a little note on their blood alcohol levels. She registered a point one five five and he How much is that? blew oh, what? a point one three seven. Do you know what the legal limit in Wisconsin is? No. 0. 0. 0.
3: 0.
1: 8. <laughs> 0. 8. So they're like seriously. <laughs> double Yes. Double the drunk level.
2: Yeah, pretty close to double.
1: So they're like seriously Yeah. sloshed. Yeah. Wow.
2: Well, he just made good. She said, go ahead. So he did.
1: I remember reading about that. So whatever happened, do we know?
2: I don't know. I didn't read the follow-up of after the alleged complaints were filed. Because it's not for the assault. He's not getting charged for that. The
1: kind of
3: issues we need our law system worrying about. Right? Goodness.
2: It was the possession charge that got him.
1: Okay, so despite the drama here and the fact that he zapped his wife, that wasn't the problem.
2: Right, it was the possession. You just can't have a zapper ammo. Yeah.
1: Well, that's discouraging, because well, like, I want several of them.
2: If you say, go ahead and stab me, and someone goes ahead and stabs you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but even then, you shouldn't probably stab somebody.
2: I, I don't you know, think? but can you get charged with stabbing and assault if they have a text and a video that says, I'm going to let them stab me?
1: Yes, <laughs> that is true.
2: <laughs> of course. That's consent.
3: That's consent. I don't, I don't know if you can consent to
1: <laughs> if someone doing something illegal to you. No, stabbing. You say, stab me. I want you to stab
2: me. I'm, I am making an affidavit. I desire to be stabbed. Okay, let's not make it stabbing. Let's make it punching. Because people do that, you know, tighten up your stomach muscles, punch me. Well, that's assault if you're not asking for it. <laughs> I I know
3: know. people are crazy. I
2: I don't know. (laughs) Why don't
3: you write me a letter, Diane, saying it's okay for me to stab you in the leg?
2: No, come on, Diane. We want to stab you. You tell me it's okay, and I'll stab you. (laughs) We want to stab you. And I guess I'll only get in trouble if it's a knife that's not legal. Is there a legality on the size of knives or? I,
0: I I don't
2: know. People are crazy. I know.
3: Only in America. These stuff. are the kind of things that Tim knows about, I our resident know. serial killer. I
2: know. He's the one that's talking in our ears here in the background.
3: <laughs> what the rules are.
2: Yeah. There is. He says there's a legality about the size of your knife. Oh, and really? blade And how long, yeah. Oh, concealed.
1: Oh, otherwise, you're going to carry a machete around with you?
2: <gasps> that's not funny. There was just a machete attack. I don't
1: know. People are crazy. <laughs> They're just crazy. This show is about crazy people. Mm, all this one. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back with your emails and just see how crazy you are today. We'll do that right after this.
0: Mark Gunger. Yeah, we've got an app for that. Download your free Mark Gunger app today.
1: This podcast of the Mark Gunger Show is being brought to you by Audible.com, the leading provider of audiobooks in the known universe. Over 150,000 title to help people who are ignorant... Not to be ignorant anymore. For example, Diane is fairly ignorant. And if we can just get her to read some more books, she wouldn't be so ignorant.
2: <laughs> I'm not saying anything.
1: You're not gonna even defend
2: yourself? No. Well now everybody thinks think you're ignorant. What what is that saying? About <laughs> protesting too much or don't open I your dost- mouth to be proven a fool.
1: Oh <laughs> death protest.
2: Be silent and make people think you're smart. Well you know what it is. She's the not
1: ignorant. She's smart. <laughs> I am the one who's ignorant. Uh, anyway uh, if you don't want to be ignorant <laughs> read some books you say, I don't have time to read books then listen to them you can go to audible to- bu-
2: <laughs> <laughs> say it again uh,
1: audiblepodcast.com slash gunger and uh, get a free download of any book in their universe that's pretty cool it's free you also get a 30 day free trial so go out there get more smarter <laughs> <laughs> nice get, get, get more smarter get more smarter today tomorrow's so three so smarter, ignorant the next day. Mm-hmm. Stop ignorance. Don't be ignorant. Go to audiblepodcast.com slash Look, it's very, very cool. You can actually do this for free and get a 30-day free trial. So audiblepodcast.com slash okay? Do it today.
0: I want to see the way my God sees when he looks down upon us. Clouds of our humanity rolled away. Of his promo. We are back.
1: Mark Gunger Show. Listen to the music of Jimmy Bratcher. Check out his music at JimmyBratcher.com. Mark Gunger along with Diane Bryley and Phil Gunger answering your emails about love, marriage, relationship, and
2: virtually any other crazy thoughts you want to throw at us. Okay, what do you got? Okay, she's starting off with two separate questions here. Her first question is: what advice would you give to a close friend who shouldn't says she should have never married her husband and that they are only staying together for their three kids?
1: it doesn't matter you made a commitment you made a promise you just gotta tell them you made a promise you said till death do us part so I'm gonna do it for the kids I don't care why you're doing it you should do it because you promised to do it you made a promise that's all you gotta do
2: and and staying together for your kids is a is a normal thing
1: reason. cause your kids won't grow up nearly as screwed up as yeah. if you divorced the slob yeah.
2: But they say that they should really see parents who love each other. Oh, they're
1: crazy. These people are self-centered, narcissistic little snots, and they terrorize their own children. They say they love their children, and they do the most terrifying thing they can to their children by divorcing the bum. Uh, They are hypocrites, and they are liars, and they're self-deceived. Stop it. For the love of God, of course you should stay there together for the kids. But more than that, you should stay together just because you said we'd stay together.
2: You made it. What do people what does think? Does that mean that they say they I should never have married that person? I don't what, know. Like that's but supposed you did. to get him out. Free? Yes. Yes. Like I shouldn't have gotten married, so therefore I don't have to stay married because I shouldn't have married that's him. That's
1: exactly what they think. Exactly. <sighs> the fact that they stood before God and promised till death do us part means jack squat to these people. I guess people are. Ba- we have a generation of people who are just basically liars. They're just liars. They're liars. They made a promise. It doesn't mean anything. There's people, they, they promise and say stuff all the time, and they break their word constantly. In America, I don't know if the rest of the world's like this, but in America, it's got people's word doesn't mean jack squat. It used to be in this country, man, you never had to sign a contract. Seriously. Mm-hmm. It was part of the culture. Once you said something, it was the most important thing that you would honor your word. You were a man of your word. All you had to do was take a person's hand and say, we're going to do business at such and such, and it was a, it was a done deal. Mm-hmm. In fact, even when I was growing up, I knew a lot of people who refused to sign, sign contracts. Because their word
2: was good
1: enough. The word was good enough. I said, I'll do it. We'll do it. Do you need to sign a contract? Nope. They, they weren't interested in it. Well, today, now you got to sign contracts because you got to fight.
2: Well, people still try to break liberals. them
1: and get out of Oh, them. oh that's what I'm saying. you got to be suing each other stuff because people are just liars. They, make, they don't take their commitments seriously. That's why you're supposed to be, well, it's not fair because I married a moron. Well, that's your fault. Mm-hmm. All right? You're supposed to take this seriously. Till death do us part. So anyway, it's what are you gonna do? Look, it's not that God hates you. If you've screwed up and you did something you should Then repent. But at some point, you got to stop. You got to stop. You can always. Here's the thing. And usually, people who divorce for that reason, they'll want to do it again
2: mm-hmm. and again. Then the and the next one's not the one they should have married. And the next one's not either. You know, either. just
1: stop. Stop it. Whatever point you've got, if you've done this, God doesn't hate you. But stop. Say you're sorry. Repent. and Go back and apologize to your spouse. Why some people don't want to do. (laughs) Go back to their exes and apologize. They would rather die and go to hell. They go back, I ain't going to apologize to myself. Seriously, you need to make things right with people. Even if they're an ex-husband, ex-wife. As painful, though that may be, we have to get along with people. It's part of the Christian deal. All right, Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. You know, someone's got a problem with you, you need to go make it right with them. Pretty clear Christian teachings. But, of course, when it comes to marriage, Christian teaching doesn't matter, you know, because Christian teaching doesn't apply to marriage. You know, we get to make it up. Everything the Bible says doesn't really count as long as you're married. I don't have to be kind, tender, forgiving, tolerant, long-suffering with my spouse because that's not fair God doesn't want me to be happy, unhappy. It's such baloney, these people. They're just full of baloney.
2: I that's what I think. Curve. I got no
1: patience for it. Look, if someone is hurting and they need help, man, we'll jump in. We'll do everything we can to help people. But when people just want to be selfish, that I have a very short fuse for. So, there's nothing. What are you going to tell them? Tell them you made a promise. Be a woman of your word. You made a promise. You're going to live with this guy for the rest of your life. Do it. I'm going to do it for the kids. doesn't matter why you're doing it. Just, you ought to do it because you because want to honor God. you're honoring the
2: covenant that you made before God. Yeah, that should what, be good that, enough. That should be your deal right there. And it's, covenants aren't based on circumstances or your feelings or what you want or how the other person is or how happy you are. You just, you're in it. Yes, oh, I know. Makes does this to apply to people.
3: the lady in the first story? You got the stone gun. <laughs> yes, it does actually. <laughs> Even she has to forgive the moron. There's a theme in this. There is nicely done, Diane.
2: Okay. I'll just say that I did that on purpose this time. Sometimes I do. <laughs> Sometimes okay. by
3: accident. Yes. All right.
2: Okay, she has another question now. This is about her own relationship. All right. She says my husband and I have been married for 5 years and were together for 11. Mm-hmm. So apparently 6 years either dating, living together, whatever. I didn't ask. A couple of years ago, I had an affair and he says he forgave me, but he brings it up a lot. Do mm-hmm. you think that he will ever stop bringing it up and how can I help him help him get past this?
1: Uh, personally, I would confront it pretty strongly. Either you forgive me or you don't. If he keeps bringing it up, he hasn't forgiven you. It's just that simple. When God forg- forgives you, he doesn't bring it up anymore. That's what, and I tell people this. Forgiveness has more to, to do with your tongue than your head or your heart. You can't control what you feel. You can't control what you remember. You can, however, control what you say. And if you're still talking about it, it's a sign that you haven't forgiven. Every time. Your husband brings it up, or anybody brings it up, they haven't forgiven you. They're deceiving themselves. People are great self-deluders. Mm-hmm. I forgive you, but they constantly remind you of your failure and what about this and when this happened. You know, he hasn't forgiven you. And I personally, I would confront it, you know, as humbly but as strongly as I can, and say, look, um, and I'm mean, even to the point of moving out and say, listen, if you're going to forgive me, then let's move. But you can't talk about this anymore. If you keep bringing it up Zip it, it, it only it only means you haven't forgiven me. I think and, people and don't I'm,
2: understand what forgiveness is. They'll no, say, they, oh, I forgave you, and maybe because it's one day they feel something along the lines of forgiveness. They think because they
1: say the words yeah. that they forgive, and they haven't, because no. they constantly keep talking and reminding yeah. a person. Some people literally like torturing the other person. Oh, yes, they do. They really do. I know. They'll say, I forgive just so they can keep you around, so they can keep making you suffer by constantly reminding you of your failures and your faults. You can always see couples who haven't forgiven each other, mm-hmm. always reminding each other. Always. They always rehearse it. And I remember I met this one lady once. I met her for the first time. I didn't know her from Adam, just boom, just the first time I ever met her. And within seconds, she's telling me about her husband, how he had done this to her and done all that. And I'm thinking, man, I don't even know you. Mm-hmm. And then when she gets done, I mean, it was just this intense thing. I says, when did this happen? She's 20
2: years ago. She was reliving it every I'm day. I'm telling of her you, life. it was
1: like it was yesterday. Yeah. It was unreal. That's how you can tell someone. So I would, you know, as humbly, because obviously you were the the offending partner. I would say, listen, you know, we're not going to do this. If you're going to forgive me, then let's do this. If you're not going to forgive me, then let's separate. I'm not saying go divorce him, and I'm not saying go find somebody else. I'm just saying, you know, you need to push the issue. Sometimes the only thing that people understand is very strong confrontation. Now, I'm not talking yelling, screaming, cursing confrontation. I'm talking about you need to make a choice. You know, you cannot ever bring this up again. Okay? Because if he brings up again it means you haven't forgiven. If you're going to forgive me, yes, then never I never want to hear about this again. You tell him, I expect to never if you've truly forgiven me. Yeah. Well yeah, I yeah. said, so, well hey, God doesn't remind us of our sins. He never brings it up again. So if you're going to do true, true Christian forgiveness, I don't care if you remember it, I don't care if you think about it, I don't care if you feel pain from it, that's we well, can say, I don't care because you cause the pain, but I mean it, that's you stop talking about it. That's true forgiveness when you zip it. And I would force it as humbly, as really as I can. Yeah. But there's still the, that line on the sand. If you're not going to forgive me, then we can't do it. Because you said in more details that he'd bring it while he's making love to her.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Well, did that other guy do this to you? Did you? And it yeah. was like that. Oh, that did that's you?
2: humiliating. Oh, I, I mean, that would be so humiliating. That's what I'm saying. A lot of these
1: guys, they like to torture the other yeah. person. And what he's doing to you, he's literally torturing yeah. you. By constantly, while he's having sex with you, say, "Well, is this like what the, the other guy did you?" I mean, that's so over the line; yeah. it's unbelievable. Yeah. So she, you know, he didn't bring that up, but I, I brought it. It's all part of the email. So you know, he's got a problem. He has not forgiven you, and you need to just say, "Are you going to forgive me?" If you are, great. Then let's move forward and walk in God's forgiveness. If you're not, then let's quit playing the game. And I draw the line and make. And but I, as long as you let him, I would never let him do this to you. What you're doing to yourself? I know. I know you feel guilty and stuff, but you you can't. He can't just beat you over the While head he's having sex with you, Ooh. Ooh. to be bringing up and asking questions about the technique of the other guy is really cruel. All right, so uh, you need to draw a line in the sand. No mas. You can't do this anymore. All right, take a break, and we'll be back with more right after this.
0: Attend Mark's Laugh Your Way to a Better Marriage event. Visit LaughYourWay.com for upcoming dates and locations. <laughs> It up.
1: I don't we are back. Mark Gunger Show talking about love, marriage, and relationships. Mark Gunger along with Diane and Phil. Yes, you okay, had a question. I thought
2: of a question when you were speaking about forgiveness okay. that I wanted to ask you. Right. Okay, so you know how like something tragic happens to somebody in their life. Like the situation that I heard of recently, this woman's daughter was hit and killed by a drunk driver. I think that's what happened. All right. So it was this whole big story how she went to the court and she forgave the guy who killed her daughter and pled to the judge, you know, please have leniency, I've forgiven mm-hmm. him. And they actually decreased his sentence that he was given. And this was like 11 years ago or something. So since then, she's going all around the country talking about the power of forgiveness and this and that. And he, the guy's out of jail now and I guess travels with her and does this. So when you say... Real forgiveness is not talking about it anymore. No,
1: no, no. It's not literally. It means like you can't. Look, if you go to a counselor and you need to get something off your heart, and you can talk about it or talk to other people about I'm talking about you, you're throwing it at somebody. Yes. That talking about it. You know, you did such and such. Yes. To me.
2: No, I understand that that's, no, that's different. But yeah. what do you think about this where it's just this constant public look what he did and I forget him. Look what she did and I forget him. I don't, and know, they keep I don't wo- have a problem with
1: that. I mean, in a sense, that's a Christian testimony.
2: Okay. That's why I was look just what I curious did. I
1: what you thought. This. I used to do this. I used to be a drug addict. I used to be a drug addict. And they all forgave
2: me, and they keep. You
1: know, or I used to be a prostitute, drug addict, or you know.
2: <laughs> okay, I was just curious as to what you thought. It just entered my mind as you were talking. And then I got about... saved.
1: I'm not anymore, so you know. Yeah, I don't have a problem
2: with okay. that. Okay, just curious.
1: So I'm talking about you're y- throwing yes. it in each other's face. Yes. You're constantly reminding the other person. That's what. She, that's what he's literally like, doing. Oh, to I her.
2: know, and that's just horrifying. While they're having sex, he
1: reminds her of the other guy. I mean, that's just. And it has to be in a demeaning fashion. I mean,
2: well, what 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 positive could come from that? I mean, what the heck? I, I understand that in an affair like that, especially for y'all men, that hits really, oh, it's your foundational it's insecurities. And so I'm sure he's dealing with that. But there has to be something that he's just trying to eh, her, you know. He
1: needs to stop and he needs to let it go. He'll never heal oh, if he keeps eesh. doing it.
2: So. I know. I'm sure that she's answered the questions for him, too. Why does he need to hear it over and over again? I don't know. It's, it's Look, kind of weird. <laughs>
1: On, to her end, that's why you don't have sex with somebody else. That's why you don't commit adultery, because you destroy <laughs> relationships. The fact that he's willing to try and forgive you is a big step. I mean, from a biblical, biblical standpoint, what she did is a deal breaker. Mm-hmm. He has every right to, as far as I can see, dump you and move on with his life. But
2: he doesn't have the right to do what he's
1: doing. No, no, no. That's why I'm saying you, you need to draw the line in the sand. Either you truly forgive me and we move on together, or... Or we don't. But, I mean, you can't let him keep doing this to you. It needs to stop. And she needs to draw the line. Again, she can't be mean and arrogant about it because she's the guilty party. But all you're going to say, now, are you going to forgive me? Well, I said i forgive you. Okay, then you can't ever bring it up again. I never want to hear it about it again. Because if you've truly forgiven me, you don't keep rehearsing it. So... No, but in terms of sharing the story of this, that, and the other... No, I was just yeah.
2: curious as to what oh, your yeah, opinion was on that.
1: No, I don't have a problem with that. I mean, I got someone now who wants me to go on tour with him and describe how we hurt each other and (laughs) how we got past it. So I'm okay with that. All right,
0: we'll be back right after this. Caution, the Mark Hunger Show contains adult content intended for an adult audience.
3: Time passes on. Love still belongs.
1: We are back on the Mark Gunger Show, talking about love, marriage, and relationship. Music there by Michael O'Brien. Check out his music at michaelo.org. What have you got now?
2: Okay, speaking of testimonies. Yes. This is one from a woman who says that your idea of separation to save a marriage works. She says, thank you. The information you have shared has saved my marriage. All right, let
1: me explain to people, first of all. Yes. uh, We are very, I'm very much against divorce. But I'm a big fan of separation. And I'm not just talking about some big legal separation. I'm talking about you kick the bum out and say, I'm not going to tolerate this kind of stuff. I think people, if they would utilize the power of separation and the immediate shame and shock that it brings, it would stop very bad behavior. Mm-hmm. But what people, And typically women, some guys do this as well, but typically women who have a very badly behaving husband don't do anything. They cry. You know, please don't do that again. And they put up with this behavior over and over again. Some of the people who write us, you women, you have stories that most women roll their eyes when they hear this stuff on the show. They think, they never put up with it. But you do. The reason why you have such a badly behaving husband is because you tolerate it. It really is true. You are empowering. You're an enabler. He can't possibly behave that way except you give him the pink slip or the, the get out of jail free card to go and act that way. And uh, I'm an advocate for separating. Oddly enough, Christians are just terrified of separation pastors they just have a fit they'll do everything to try and keep people from separating but then they have no problem with divorce i was like the church has got their head upside down what the heck we should not be happy about divorce and free for what you know what it is they can't stand unresolved conflict
2: it's very christian people oh there's conflict conflict. oh it's
1: unresolved we can't so they don't want separate but divorce they think well then the conflict's over it's not over by the way in a divorce Uh, so, you know, let's be smart about this. Churches and people should be encouraging. You start having a husband or a wife acting very badly, you draw the line in the sand, and no, I will not tolerate it, and you kick the bum out. And there's an immediate sense of shame, which is good. It's people are so, oh, we believe in grace, no shame. Listen, there is a positive part of shame and confrontation that is it helps bring people to repentance. The Bible's very clear about that. You remove all that, you have what you have today, which is anarchy. Anyway, so this lady listened to us and uh what she said. And
2: to be clear, it's for bad behavior. Bad not he didn't pick not, up his underwear. It's not meeting my emotional needs, no, no, no. and it's not drug on forever, and it's very measurable. You need to do this, and until you do this, I'm gone. He's coming home
1: gone. drunk, he's having yes. an affair, he's got girlfriends, he's texting women inappropriately, or whatever, he's looking at porn, these are the kind of stuff, you yeah, kick him out. You don't tolerate this behavior.
2: Yes. All right. Okay, her situation was bad behavior. She says, my husband had been addicted to opioids for several months. Ooh, so he's a drug addict. Mm-hmm. His doctor first put him on it for pain, but within a short period of time, his intentions toward the drug turned to getting high. When approaching how to tackle the issue, I was faced with what she thought was two choices. One, to stay and endure it, or two, get a divorce. That is, until I listened to your podcast. I ended up kicking him out of our home for three days.
1: (laughs) Ha ha! Three. Isn't that what I say? Uh Uh-huh. I'm telling you, virtually, always, it's 24 hours or less. But within two or three days, they yield, yes. and it's done.
2: She says, at the end of those three days, my husband promised me that he wasn't going to touch the stuff. That was just shy of three months ago. So far, he's clean and still going strong. We're working together to keep him clean, repair our marriage from the damage done. Thank you. It really does work.
1: Yeah, and here's what would have happened if she would listen listened to the typical wussed-out, Advice. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, you just got to hang in there with him and you can't just leave and you just got to pray, pray for, for him. him and la la la. And he'd still be an addict and he'd be going to recovery programs. They'd be dragging this thing out for eternity. You draw a line, especially early on. So, what happens if now, if he's been doing this for 12 yeah. years now, that's a whole different ball game. No,
2: it was several months. So. But you,
1: you deal with it right away, you girls.
2: They wait and they wait and they
1: wait and they wait and they put up with this behavior and get so entrenched. And then it's very, very complicated. But if this she would have followed the typical advice, I guarantee that she'd get in from virtually anybody. It would have been just hang in there and blah, blah, blah. And I said, you kick the bum out. Just, just start it. Yeah. Kick him out. Say, stop it. In three days. Boom. Done. He's not taking it anymore. Yeah. And this happens with the porn problems and all these other kind of stuff. They do it because you girls let them do it. I know. It's our default. fault. I'm not saying it's your fault. I'm saying it's happening because you let it happen. You are an enabler. You empower this baby. I, if I start doing, if I come home drunk, if I'm looking at porn, I promise you my wife would kick my butt out the door mm-hmm. and not sit there and pray about it for 20 mm. years. No. Good Lord. So I'm big on separation. Yeah. All right. Uh, people now, just
2: don't understand it because in Well, our then culture- they throw they
1: throw the scripture in my face from a Rome, uh, Corinthians 7th chapter says, a woman should not separate from her husband, but the context of that separation is divorce. Yes. Because it says if she does she should remain single and you know all that kind of I'm I'm just saying you kick him out the minute you force the issue. And now you're not there and he's out on his own. Or vice versa. He comes home and it's an empty house because you moved back in with mom. Now, her, his friends know about it. The church knows about it. His mom and dad know about it. That's the immediate shame and exposition that happens. and you know It's all raw at that point. And the pressure to make it right is huge. Mm-hmm. And he has to decide, do I want a, the life that I had? Or am I going to go down this rat hole? And I'm telling you, most of the time, they will choose to do the right thing. And so... I mean, what's the point? What's the point, people, of just dragging it out forever and ever and ever? Because and eventually these ladies snap on the inside anyway, and then they divorce them anyway. Yeah. It just
2: takes them 10, 15 years to divorce them.
1: Rather, use the power of separation early on, at first confrontation, and you stop the bad behavior.
2: And separation to force the change... To save the marriage, to not to end the marriage. it. Not to end it, not because you can't take it anymore, because yes. you want to break, you want to get rid of them, I want to get out of it. It's none of those things. It's not that it's, kind of separate. You no. don't call
1: an attorney and stuff. You nope. literally, you come home, you tell him if you, if you do this again, Bob, if you ever curse at me like that again, you're going to come home, I'm not going to be here. Ah, <laughs> hey, shut up, you blank and an effing right, a schlagger. Well, then when she comes back the next day from work, you're gone. He will freak. I promise you he will freak
2: but not if you've allowed that for 15, 15 20, 20 years. 25 years. But even then, then that might, that it, might I, yeah, yeah, it still might have an impact. Difficult. But now
1: it's really hard. Yes. That's your problem. Difficult. You girls you put up with it forever. Now it's really hard to fix. It's way
2: but easier. But in the beginning,
1: in the beginning he starts acting in those ways, you lay down the law and I promise you women who have husbands who never curse at them, those are the kind of stands they took. Mm-hmm. Don't you ever do that to me. Don't you ever push you ever push me again like that, Bob. You will come home I won't be here. And if he does it again, he comes home. She's she's not there. He freaks. He's on the phone. Where are you? Come back, I, I, I've heard of men who wind up coming to the hotel that they're at. They're on the floor crying. They're in a fetal position, begging, she's crying, begging because of the humiliation and everything. Because now it's raw. I mean, it's, it's early on. You have the maximum impact, yeah. and then they go back and they heal and they don't have the problem again. Well, because he knows, she doesn't
2: do anything. Well, he's he knows keep if I doing it. If, if I do it again, she'll leave. Yeah.
1: And it's scary, but you girls, out no, you let him curse at you, you let him hit you, you let him do all this stuff, you let him have girlfriends, you let him text inappropriate sexual things, you know, that all this embarrassing stuff on Facebook, and all you do is cry. I told him how it makes me feel, and I, I, I that does
2: nothing. And he just thinks, huh, I got away with it, I did it, she didn't do anything.
1: Exactly what they think.
2: And he keeps doing. it. And
1: that. those guys who do this, their wives do the same thing. Their wives yeah, will have boyfriends and all that, are... and the guy won't because he's such a peace nature. He just wants to get along, won't confront anything.
2: Yeah.
1: What's weird? I know everybody wants peace in their life, but you cannot get to peace without confrontation. Confrontation is the doorway to peace. Believe it or not. Yeah. Do you know why there's peace as much as it is in the world today? It's because countries are very quick to go to war, not to war, but they'll start dropping bombs and stuff at each other. You know because they learned after World War II. If you just because Hitler was running around and what did everybody do? Well, let's just get along. You know, uh, you know, let's make a pact with them. Okay, well, he says he won't do it anymore. <laughs>
2: He says he was
1: going to stop. He, he won't invade Austria. You know. He's not going to really invade Poland. We'll just, you know, and he just kept doing it. And then finally it broke out into a massive war that killed millions of people, destroyed lives like crazy because they were so afraid of confrontation. Now we know. As soon as these things are flaring up, that's when the bombs are flying because it, the quicker you jump on this and have the conflict, the sooner you will put out the fire. That's my opinion. Some people don't agree with it, but you can't possibly get to peace without conflict. Because you have to resolve issues. If you're going to live that closely with somebody, like in a marriage, there's going to be conflict and you have to deal with it. Again, we're not talking he doesn't talk to you enough and he didn't clean his you know, underwear or he didn't do that. I'm not talking outrageous, destructive behavior is when you draw the line and you move out or you kick him out or vice versa. The girl, he does it to her or whatever. And I promise you, the people who we have so many testimonies of this. Yep. They listen to the show, they do it, they write us and said, "Oh my goodness!" Within twenty four hours, it was done.
2: Yeah.
1: Her testimony, three days, it was yeah. done. We're not talking big deals here.
2: And the ones who say it If you guys would just work? get a
1: backbone, this your problems would disappear in a matter of hours, sometimes and days. If you just would get a backbone and stop it early on.
2: The ones who say that it doesn't work didn't do it the right way. Or, because or, if you do it the right way, it
1: works. Yeah. yeah or they. They've had 15 years of this behavior, and then then at that point, nothing works. So, Anyway, so that's the testimony. That's the whole explanation why we are big fans of separation. Not from a big legal separation, just you draw the line, I will not tolerate this. And I promise you, the women who have husbands who don't drink and don't curse at them and don't hit them, these women would never tolerate it. None of them, man. They just won't tolerate it. Mm -hmm. That's why they don't have these problems. It's all the weak people out there who allow people to do these terrible things to them. And don't know what to do. Anyway, we'll take a break. We'll be back with more emails right after this.
0: Have a marriage dilemma? Email your questions to ask at markgunger.com, and Mark can answer them during one of our shows. Invite you, we'll go on the party. You lose your blue. Your invited. don't hesitate. It's on Main Street by the pearly gate. There's a party going on. There's a party going on. There's a party going on. You want to come along? It's a
1: crime. We're back on the Mark Dunker Show, answering your emails about love, marriage, and relationships. What do you got next? Dating
2: question. She says, I'm a 22-year-old college student. have never dated anyone. I'm a Christian and intend to save myself for marriage. Good for you. Recently, I talked to a friend who dates non Christian guys, but I said that I couldn't do that. I just don't see a life with a non believer, and if that's the case, there's no point in dating. But she disagreed. According to her, we learn in every relationship, and non believers should get an equal chance. For her, non believers just have not found God yet, and if we don't interact with them equally, we'll rid them of an opportunity to find him. What's Mark's view on this? Am I right, or is she right, or neither?
1: Uh, I don't have a problem with her deciding not to date any non-Christians. And Define date, okay? The Bible says you should not be unequally yoked with an unbeliever. But dating, going to dinner with someone, how's that being unequally yoked? I don't have a problem. Personally, I I know some people, (laughs) she doesn't like it so much. (laughs) But I don't have a problem with women, Christian women, dating unsaved guys, particularly if, like your friend's saying, If she's really going to use this as an opportunity to witness to them or affect them for eternity. Now, some women say that, but they don't really do it. Uh, And you guard your heart. You don't let yourself get all crazy uh, connected to these guys until you see the real deal. For example, what I would do, and, and this is, you almost have to allow this because there's so few men available for Christian women out there. You look at the world, it's crazy. You know, if you go to a church and you look for single men between the ages of 20 and 30, you almost cannot find them. That's but, true. But they're in. What ironically, if you go to bars and you look for. No, no, no. If you look for. Yeah, if you look for single chicks yeah. in the bars, now it's hard to find them. There's a lot of same, single
2: guys, though, in the Yeah, bars. a
1: lot of single guys. Are, you know, they're out there they're acting inappropriately and badly. Okay. So um, to say to girls that you can never have any interaction with any unsafe guy, well, now there's only three. Christian guys in their church, what are they going to do? And there's 30 girls. And probably girls.
2: Three, all three of them are hooked on porn. <laughs> Sadly.
1: <laughs> or hopefully not. Hopefully, you know, if nothing else, they're going to be marrying someone else pretty yeah. soon. So I don't have a problem. Some unsafe guy says, would you like to go out with me? Well, you know, we're not going to go to a strip club. We're not going to, you know. And you just basically say, look, I'll go to dinner with you under one condition. What's that? You come to church with me. And yeah. uh, okay. I mean, a lot of guys will do anything. They don't care, you know. And uh, so you go to dinner with them, or make them, make them come to church first, actually. <laughs> or you can even get tough. I'll tell you what. You come to church with me three Jesus. times, and I'll go to dinner with you. I am mean, be tough.
2: Yeah.
1: A lot of these guys will do it. They will. Oh, they, of course they, they will. Because they so want the girl, okay? Uh, and the prettier you are, the more he's willing to do it. Now, here's the deal. Within three times of going, most people, you can get a pretty good... Sh- now, there's some people that take some years to turn to Christ, but most people, quite frankly, three times in a row of really hearing the message of Christ, you get a real quick sense of whether or not they're going to buy into this, okay? And if he doesn't, well, keep your end of the bargain, go to dinner one more time, and then that's it. <laughs> Dump his butt, order something really expensive, <laughs> and then move on, and then date some other guy. That's, that my version. that's not being unequally yoked. That's just dating. It's going to dinner. It's going to lunch, you know, mm-hmm. hey, why, you want to go to dinner with somebody? You? you know what? I'd love to go to dinner with you sometime. Under one condition. You come to church with me three yeah. times. Oh, well, I hate church. Well, then I'm not the girl for you. you move. I'm telling you, a lot of these guys will come. And I've heard testimonies of guys who've come to church in that situation and literally have given their lives to Christ. Yeah. And then the girl, wanna marry the guy? Yeah. You know, and blah, blah, blah. So I don't have a problem with that. On the other hand, I don't have a problem with her holding a very high standard. And I don't even want to go that far. Uh, okay. But uh, so, in a sense, depending on what your friend means, I'd say, in a way, you're really both right. I don't have a problem with it. Uh, there's a lot of Christians who just have a fit and say, no, no, you should never date an unsaved guy. But again, their version of dating is re- you know, the long term, getting really close, giving them your heart. And all. Yeah, you shouldn't do that. I'm talking going out to dinner a couple of times, especially if you can get the guy to come to church. Yes. But if you get, and, and by the third time of the date, you know, and you say, listen, you know, you've been I appreciate you coming to church with me for a while, but obviously this doesn't really mean anything to you. And well, you know, I have a hard time buying into this Jesus crap. Say, so, Yeah, all right, well that, see ya. that Jesus stuff is really important to me. Okay, see, ya. and you just end yeah. it. So I don't have a problem with that at all. I really don't. You know, you girls, some of y'all drop dead gorgeous Christian young women. You got some heathen wants to date you, fine. But again now you understand. <laughs> Some of these guys' version of dating is, let's go have sex on the first date.
2: Yeah, or by the third one.
1: <laughs> or by the third. I mean, you know, you make it really clear. Yeah. You know, I don't go that way. But you start out by, you don't lay down the laws. You just say, listen, I'll go if you come to church with me three just times. one step at a time. One step at a time. Then you go to dinner with them and say, well, so what are you thinking? And I don't know. It's kind of interesting. And say, would you go out with me again? So, oh, I'll go out with you again if you keep coming to church with me. But you need to understand something. Um, I don't fool around. You will keep your hands to yourself. You got it? And and, literally, and the more you do that, the more they want you anyway. It's crazy. So, I, I just think it's a way to actually use your charms. You know, uh, who, Who's the uh, Old Testament chick? Uh, is it Esther or whatever mm-hmm. who used her charms to influence the king, king Yes, you know, and save millions of people's yes. lives in, in her country? So, I don't have a problem with a girl using her charms to advance the kingdom of God. What I have a problem with you is making out and screwing some guy in the backseat of your car. Or giving your heart away to some guy who's a heathen and has no interest in Jesus. That is a problem. But that's not what I'm talking about.
2: For the record. Yes. Because you always say, I am you. You didn't like that. I remember when I said that. Uh, Everything you just said, I am 100% in agreement. Great. I have no issue whatsoever with your plan and the purpose of it all. My issue comes that... Most girls can't do what it is that you are laying out. Most of them can't keep the physical limitations on it. Most of them end up all head over heels for some bad boy who's not going to do it. They can't approach it so logically and unemotionally as the ideal plan you laid out. That's my issue with it.
1: So you don't think they can do it? I think they can.
2: No. I I don't. don't. Phil?
3: Uh, Not being a girl? I'm not sure.
2: I am one, He's and gr- I know a lot of them. He's a girly man, though. <laughs> yes. I just think that it's, it's just next to near impossible for most girls to do what it is that you're saying.
1: I don't, you know, mm-hmm. this girl who's writing us, I bet she'd have no problem with it. It depends on the girl. And, and, what, and what is her friend? I mean, some of these girls say, well, it's a way to get them to know. And they're just losers of goose and they do yeah, everything you're talking about anyway. So it yes. depends on what people are talking about. Yeah. But you get a truly committed follower of Jesus Christ and you tell her she can never go out with any unsaved guy, she very may well never get married her entire life. I'm just telling you, it's just the facts. No, the numbers. But you get a truly committed follower of Christ, I mean, who's the real deal. Mm-hmm. She can do it exactly. Especially if you've only gone out one time with that. You tell me one date they're going to go hop in a sack with these guys? I mean, if you're
2: that kind of girl, then yeah. Then... There's a lot of very desperate girls out there. Christian well, you know, the, well,
1: the same thing, you know, you can say about drinking wine, you know. I don't have a problem with somebody drinking wine. The Bible says you right. can't drink wine, it says you can't get drunk. You got to know some people can't handle it. Mm -hmm. Okay, if you're the person who, if you're the kind of girl who, as soon as you go on a date, you're going to get naked in the backseat of the car, clearly you can't handle what I just said. (laughs) All right, so you need to be careful not to do that. Okay. But I think it can. We We, got to take a break. We'll be back right after this.
0: Want more of Mark? Visit markgunger.com. There you will find everything that Mark has to offer. Like mixing whiskey and gasoline, <laughs> she had a voodoo spirit.
1: We're back on the Mark Show. Philip is squeezing my head on the camera.
2: Okay, what do you got? Okay, theological question. Ooh, I, I am a great theologian. Yes, here you, yes. you talk. Just Mark.
1: look at me. What doesn't scream brilliant theologian when you see this? Mm-hmm. I always think it's funny when people send me theological quite a But way. we
2: get quite a few of them. That's bizarre. I okay. hear you talk about how we live by the New Testament, and I like and agree with that. Yes. I was telling a fellow Christian about it, and he said back to me, so you don't live by the Ten Commandments? You don't listen to anything in the Old Testament? It's like he just heard of this from me for the first time. Now, you that's was-
1: very inflammatory, but in a sense, and this will get a lot of people mad at me, but listen, don't, just don't have a Christian knee-jerk reaction. Listen for a second. In a sense, we don't live by the Ten Commandments. It's really true. Okay, the thing If you take all ten, see the people don't want. You mean if we can kill people? No, because that goes against the law of love and the law of grace that yes. we live by today. But you don't go to hell if you don't obey the Sabbath today. Yes. Okay, and we don't stone you to death if you disobey your parents today. And a lot of people wear crosses and you know and different things and this this would have been a violation of the Old Testament. Yeah.
2: Because it's an idol. You don't, image, make, you don't
1: make any graven images. I mean, they were very, very strict about it. So, do you live... No, we don't. You know, now going, he doesn't believe in the... Uh, I believe in... <laughs> thou shalt not kill. All the basic yes. tenets. and but you that know, carries You over. shouldn't use God's name in vain and stuff. But because Paul wrote... They wrote, he says, thou shalt not kill is fulfilled by the law of love. All those things you don't do because we don't live by that Old Testament law anymore. So that's, a lot of people will throw that saying, what are you saying? We don't believe by the Ten Commandments. And everyone, oh, wait, I do. Yes, no, we do. not really. Read all ten. Some of them really don't apply to us today. Mm-hmm. All right. Go ahead. Okay, so he, they, if you're a Gentile, if you're a Jew, it still does.
2: They ended up having a friendly debate about this and it all started because of a conversation apparently about this guy's tattoo. So his right. question is, just what you were talking about, if we don't live by the Old Testament, what exactly does it look like in comparison to Christians that live by the Old and the New? I guess people who combine the two?
1: I don't know. But they're very selective. People who live by the Old Testament, throw in a lot of Old Testament, it's very selective. <laughs> You know, what do you do with the Sabbath? Now, some people like like Seventh Day Adventists. They literally believe you have to worship God on Saturday, and it's a big deal to them. I mean, and they're wonderful people. I've done a lot of things with Seventh Day Adventists. They're great. People. I disagree with them, but I think they're fabulous people. But they get extremists. They they really believe that. But there's all kinds of rules in the Old Testament that they do obey and they don't obey. You know, and kind of pick and you know. choose. Well, you know, you can't have sex with your wife. You know, after so many days after her period. There's all there's all kinds of stuff that's in the Old Testament that uh, they don't listen to all that stuff. And and uh, what they were saying in the New Testament, look, if you're going to obey the Old, you got to obey all of it. But we do have this hybrid version of Christianity. Well, they've picked bits of the Old Testament. No, no, no. We just don't live by the Levitical law. We just don't. And that includes the Ten Commandments, though the major, key, important parts of the Ten Commandments are supposed to be respected by Christians because of the law of love. All right? We'll see you. Bye-bye fun storm in the castle